0: Sorry, Blukh Maboy Meshem Hashem, Be Rachnuchem Hashem. Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night sheer. Mm-hmm. Good choidish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Shradish was a while ago, today being already early Yudbeis. So technically we wouldn't say Good on the twelfth day of the month. Tonight, unfortunately, being that we are on the we, on the days of the winter, you may cheder. So unfortunately, we're not able to do kiddush Devana until today, and therefore it was only today that we did kiddush Devana. And after kiddush shavua, of course, we say good cheder. The Shabbos, Pasch Yishlach, Very special date on the Chabad calendar. Yud Dalet Kislev. The day, the anniversary of the Rebbe and the Rebetzin. Of course, the Hasidim. We can't be more appreciative, more thankful to Hashem for the fact that the Rebbe and the Rebbe were married. And of course the skhus that we had, the that we have of the Rebbe, being the son-in-law of the Friedrich Rebbe, and ultimately, of course, the Malamokim, and our leader, our Rebbe, for all these years. Hopefully we'll be able to discuss part of Yudal Kisev as well. This year, as every week, this is Schuss, <laughs> for Fuish Lema, Felizah Shlamas Bracha, Basrach Hindus, Sheshlava Richas Yom Rishonim, and Fuish Lema Kreva. Obviously, next week is Miachim, will be Yates Kislav, so hopefully, Bilinada this year will be basically geared to Yates Kislav. This Shabbos is pashas Yishlach. The titans, the two great powers, the source of purity of spirituality and the, the source for impurity, clash. They clash, they come together. And each one in his own way, form and fashion manages to do a little bit of conquering here. Yaakov teaches us a very, very many, many integral lessons. Firstly, we see in this week's Parsha a very interesting point. Yaakov gets into a scuffle with the ace of the mountain the angel of Esav, and is the victory is the victor of the battle of the scuffle, but yet the Malach does something very interesting. He tells Yaakov. when Yaakov asks, requests a bracha he says to Yaakov, what's your name? and Yaakov says Yaakov and he says, no your name will no longer be Yaakov it will now be Yisrael how interesting is that the angel renaming Yaakov Avinu and Rashi Understands the bafflement, the befuddlement of the Ben the Mikra, and therefore Rashi explains what was meant by this, what was accomplished by this, Yisrael giving him the power to overcome all obstacle obstacles and ultimately be worthy of the blessing of Yitzchak Avinu. Reb Leivik, the Rebbe's father, was asked this question, and Rebbe Tzachkos he answered in a humorous fashion,
1: because
0: the question that was asked really is it's not uh, not understood by Avram Avinu when Avram's name gets changed from Avram to Avraham. It becomes a lav minateta. It becomes a prohibition in the Torah to use the name Avram. Whereas, when it comes to Yaakov and his name is changed to Yisrael, it's not a prohibition. We still hear the name Yaakov used and the name Yisrael used. What is the difference? So the B'laivik said, Avram was given his name Avram by his father Terach. Terach wasn't Jewish, so the name Avram wasn't the Jewish name. When he got a change to a Hebrew name Avraham, you can't call him by his not Jewish name anymore. Yaakov was given the name Yaakov by his father; it's a Jewish name. He is getting a name now Yisrael, but Yaakov and Yisrael are both Jewish names, so it's not a problem calling him by either one. Yaakov teaches us a very important lesson mm. in education. Mm. We all know Yaakov. Heard Esav was coming with four hundred men. Yaakov also knew there was no love lost between him and his brother Esav, and therefore needed to prepare for this meeting, for this reunion of all these years after all these years. Yaakov prepares in three ways for this reunion first of all he splits the camps he splits the camps of his family he puts them in groups for he knew from his mother already that he and his brother Esau would be buried on the same day oh boy I'm having havoc on my phone he knew that he and his brother were buried on the same day. And therefore he knew if he would go to battle, if his group that was with him would battle Asaph and if heaven forbid he would be killed, then he knew Asaph would die the same day. Esau dying the same day he would therefore save the other half the other camp Mashaim came And the other camp would be able to run away from Esau the other one there's a problem with my watch hopefully God willing we'll pick up tomorrow a different router and it will all be fine Yaka's preparation the way he prepares for the war is with three things he prepared gifts he prepared for war And he prepared with prayer. These three actions are a very, very integral lesson to the education of the Khinik of children. Because in essence, they don't Mm -hmm. coincide one with the other. Gifts Prayer and war are different from one another. A person that gives a gift, that gives gifts, is a kind, compassionate, a bal chesed, a person that has his roots in the chesed. A person that goes to war always is a bal givura, is a person that tries to put put forth a strong essence, and his essence is of strength. The third component, tefillah, doesn't fit with either. Because tefillah is a request, a beseechment for Rachmanus, a beseechment. Praying for help. So now each person has their own nature. You have to reboot the whole computer. Reboot the computer a bit. Each person has his own nature. If it's chesed or if it's gevura, in order for a person to act and to behave, something that's not his nature, a way that's not his, that he's not naturally brought up to do, it takes work. So much more so in our case. Yaakov went in three different directions at one time. And he put them all into one package. For that a person really needs to totally change himself. And this is why it says that when it talks about Yaakov's preparation... It says, Hiskin Atzmai. It doesn't say, heikin Atzmai, prepared himself, but Hiskin, he he repaired himself. For he prepared with these three different fashions, three different ways, three different facets, which are not one connected to the other. And each one needed to change his own nature. This is the lesson for each and every one of us. When it comes to saving Jewish children especially from the chinuch of a person of of we cannot suffice we cannot suffice to go according to our nature we cannot find it that it's enough by just being us. A person needs to work on himself. And needs to rise up above his nature. So that he doesn't fall into the traps of the asos. Only then, when a person selflessly throws himself out and brings himself to do anything necessary, even if it's not him, only then can a person actually conquer the Ace of... you dress up here (laughs) I know that (laughs) I don't like that
1: nice Um,
0: Yaakov did exactly this this was Yaakov's approach this was Yaakov's behavior when it came to saving his children. Yaakov says a very interesting prayer. Hatsi leini please save me.
1: Yeah.
0: Mi'ad Ochi, Mi'ad Esav. Now we know he had only one brother. By saying Mi'ad Ochi, we know it's Esav. Say, if we would have said Mi'ad Esav, we would know it's his brother. Why use both expressions, Ohi and Esau. And we've explained this many, many times. Yaakov knew that Asa was bad news. And he was even worse news for his children. And this is what Yaakov was protecting more than anything else, more than his own life, was that of his children. His physical and spiritual life, the, the physical and spiritual life of his children. And therefore, he says, "Atileni, no, save me, please, Mi'at achi from the hand of my brother and the hand of Yisav." If he comes as achi, if he comes as my brother and wants to turn to my children and say, "Come to your uncle," come to your uncle, I love you so much. He says, achi, save me from his hand. Spare me from having him being acting as a brother to my children." On the other hand, if he comes as Esav. If he comes as Esau, he definitely needs help. He definitely needs to be saved. ochi <laughs> miyad From both, whether he comes as my brother as he comes as Esau, I need to be saved. This is what Yaakov was concerned in how he had to put himself out to prepare to save his children. Yaakov is about to meet his brother and as they come across each other not yet face to face the Netera tells us Yaakov bows down seven times before reaching his brother V'yorots Esav L'Krosay Esav ran to him V'yichavkehu V'yipel Al-Tzavarov He hugged him He fell on his shoulder Shekehu V'yivku He kissed him and he cried
1: Fifty.
0: What's this one? Sezashi by a By a he hugged him, Rashi explains to the Hamish Mikra Niskalgu Rachamov. He felt pity. Kishiro. <laughs> as he saw him bowing down all these times of had sympathy sympathy awoke within him then the Pasuk says he kissed him and if you look in the Teira and in the Chumash you'll find that the word has dots all over it because Rashi says Nikodolov there is dots on this and there is a dispute in the Braisa of Sifri what are these dots on the word the ace of Kist. Yaakov there are those that say he didn't kiss him full-heartedly. It's one opinion. Omar Rabbi Shimon she says. Rabbi Shimon bar says that this is something relevant to us every day of our lives and especially in today's day and age. It is a halacha, says Shimon Ba chapter 34, verse 4. 33, I'm sorry, verse 4 in today's portion of the Torah. Vayisha Keyu Shimon Ba says, Is a halacha. Be a dua, it is a known halacha. She Asav say, Asav hates Yaakov. Allah? That very moment all of a sudden he had pity and he kissed him full-heartedly. So says Rabbi Shimon Bar-Yechai. Let us understand the Shashis. From the word of when Rashi explained this, Galgu Rachmov, it only fits the second explanation what Rashi says in the word Vayeshakhehu. So, why is Rashi not explaining Vayeshakhehu the same way? that perhaps it was not full-hearted. And then explain it the second way as well, if he wants. Another question. Rashi writes the words "nikud Olov. His dots. Rashi is not apt to explain those things unless it explains the actual words, the the actual translation of the Pasuk, Rashi will not come along to explain, to tell us, there's dots. We know there's dots. That's obvious. What is the reason for those dots? It's irrelevant. As far as Pshat is concerned. But if Rashi is explaining it, then it has to do a direct effect on the Pshat of the Pasuk. Thirdly, Rashi says it's brought down by Sifri. In a Braisa of the Sifri. Why is Rashi bringing down these words of the Sifri? And after the of the Medrash Rabbah Or of is the And also, why does Rashi have to tell us what is it relevant to us in the explanation, the source of where this is coming from? Another question, why is Rashi adding the halakha hi biyiduah of sena liyakav? Why is it so relevant to us to know that it is a halakha, a known halakha, a known law, that of hates Jacob. What is he adding by halacha? he? He could have just said, it's known. Yuduah. She said to Yaakov, it's a known fact. Esau hates Jacob. There's anti-Semitism in the world. Why say there's a halacha that it has to be that way? And also, if you're going to look at the source that Rashi is quoting here, the Sifri, it says "nefchu rachamov." His rachman turned over. Rashi uses the word "nichmeru rachamov." It was in the form almost of purchased, of caught, of captured, but it's not turned over. enough of the questions Rashi comes to uh, translate the simple explanation of the Pasuk how is it that Esau the anti-Semite the one that hates his brother so much that wants to kill him for ages already decades that he's been wanting to kill his brother And comes to war, to battle with his brother. And yet, not only is that fighting, he loves him. He hugs him, he kisses him. What happened? So Rashi therefore has to explain that by Esau, it was an extraordinary Action here, this was not the norm. This gal it awakened within him this sympathy. And it actually changed his whole nature, his whole behaviour. What was it that changed it? What was what caused this? When he saw him bowing down to him. And therefore, And therefore, he hugged him. He saw this, and he changed his whole lifestyle, his whole feelings, his whole emotions, and it caused to hug him. Everyone understands that. Everyone takes that to granted. Everybody grasps that. Everybody's good with that. And therefore, everyone understands that full, it was full-hearted. He hugged him full-heartedly. Lovely. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to kissing him, very <laughs> Kayu Nah. This isn't enough. A kiss is usually out of emotion an emotional thing, an emotional action. And it's an expression of love. It's more than just a hug, more than a handshake. So therefore it's difficult to say that because Yaakov bowed down all these times, that such a love welled up in Esau that he wanted to kiss him. From wanting to kill him to wanting to kiss him. A total extreme like that is not acceptable. So therefore Rashi explains It's not good our love. These dots are the answer to the question that we said. Because a dot on something makes it weaker. Makes the word weaker. And here as well. We learn from these dots that the kiss was a weak kiss. It wasn't full-hearted. It wasn't so... Thoroughly true. But then Rashi continues, And there's a machle kiss in this. Two ways of explaining the falsity of this kiss. One is that he just didn't kiss him. He did not kiss him fullheartedly, Even though he hugged him full-heartedly, but the kiss was already exaggerated. Another thing, another way of looking at it. Nikhmeru <laughs> <laughs> The Rachmanis came welded up such a way that at that moment he kissed him full heartedly. Sesha, that moment means Shachivuk, Esel Yaakov and Esel kissed him. Because it's Gagler Achamov. Therefore it awakened within him a tremendous strong love. Nikhmeru was actually a form of warmth of welled up within him. And therefore he did perhaps kiss him for but even though it was not a true thing. Because this emotions that came and brought about this kissing was only for that very second. It wasn't true though. And that's how we understand now what Rashi is explaining. This is now how we understand why Rashi uses this terminology of which he explains halokha he It was a halacha. The fact of hatred of Esau to Yaakov is so severe, it is like a halacha and a din. It's etched in stone and there's no changing it. And therefore that kiss was a fleeting second the concept of the nimiru awakened this Raman but nah-ha-f-hu. if you use the Russian of it turned over then it turned over entirely from hatred to love and then we'd have a problem because that's not what it meant the reason he says bra the sifri it's to reiterate the fact that it's a halacha and a din. It's not in the place of drash, a place where it just talks about agadita, it talks about just stories, but it talks about a factual halacha. And therefore, Raisa Sifri is a halacha source that he's quoting, telling us the severity of this feeling. Why do we need the two explanations though? The first one it's trying to show us that Esau got very emotional by his meeting with his brother. First word that it says, Vayifku, he cried. They both cried. <laughs> and Asaf says to him, Aki, my brother, ye alakashala. Oh shallah. keep what's yours. A thing I am The wording, the way he's using it people, everything's with you, let it stay with you, almost shows that he was sincere, that he truly, really felt for him. The second explanation though, in the beginning of the passage it says, the Malachim let Yaakov know that Esau was coming with hatred on his eyes, on his heart. So if he knew that he was coming to meet Esau, who was with a tremendous animosity within him, it doesn't make sense that suddenly, all of a sudden, they became in such a great form of love. And kissed him full-heartedly. So therefore Rashi says in the beginning of the Rashi he starts off to be safe. There is dispute in this concept. What exactly happened here? And both explanations are equally true. Oops, here we go again. In the beginning of the parashat, it sounds like the first explanation... And the second, the continuation of the Pasha, would be the second explanation. Who is quoted? Rashi doesn't just say, Halachi Eitsen al Yaqib. Rashi says, Rebbe Shimon Bar-Yechay said so. For those keeping score at home, Yimara and Me'ila, Yudzayin, continues. page seventeen, side one and two. The Gemara tells us there was a time where the Roman Emperor, the Empire, put down a decree. The Jews should not make the bismillah on their sons, and they should not keep the Shabbos. Um, Avru they really said. Who is going to go and nullify these decrees? Let him He is already proven miracle worker. Let him go be the one. Let him go be the one to go and save us from this decree. At the end of the whole story, it was actually nullified. It was nullified... I'm trying to call him. Oh, he's back. I tried to call you in Atlanta over there. On phone. It was nullified the decree, and it was nullified miraculously. Which means, without looking at the great hatred mm-hmm. that Malchus Remy had to the Jews, and especially, of course, as we know, that Ashbi himself, I'm sure Rabbi was despised by the, by the Romans, and he had to hide in a cave 13 years for it, It was Rajbi that went and was Mavatal Iqzeirah. And therefore, here as well, it's the explanation of the Rajbi of Yaakov, that he used Yaakov as well was Mulumud bin also was known for the many miracles and miraculously awakened within Esau, who is the source of hatred against him he awakened the love but why though would Rashi say Allah he biyaduah in the what's the word biyaduah <inaudible> extra here the addition this word teaches us biyaduah <inaudible> means it's known don't think I'm coming with something that's not Pshuta mikra. That's not the simple explanation of the pasuk. It's Biyaduah. Another explanation of the word biyadua. here would be, this halacha is a known and famous one to everyone. And therefore Yaakov knew what he had to be suspicious of Esau. Even though he kissed him at that time, full-heartedly. We, begin, we began tonight's shir with the words "good Kedesh for tonight we did the, mit- the mitzvah of Kidish Ravanna I'd like to take a few moments in that case and delve into customs of Kedesh Nirvana. Why the Levana? The Levana, the Jewish nation, is compared to the Levana to the moon in that the moon gets to a point where it's full on the 15th of the Hebrew month and ultimately gets smaller and smaller throughout the month until it totally, practically speaking, disappears. The Jewish nation is very similar to that. There are times of the Jewish nation, the times of Shleim HaMelech, for example, of the Holy Temple, where the Jewish nation was the greatest, and the holiest, and the most famous, and the most respected, the most revered nation in the world. But then, for our sin, because of our sins we were re- exiled, tossed and turned. We were no longer the same, no longer the same value. And so too, as the, as the levana is the Jewish nation. Tradition has it that it's ideal to do kiddush levana on matzoh Shabbos kiddush on a Saturday night. And that reason, of course, is because, first reason, and utmost, is because on Matzah Shabbos, we are wearing our garments from Shabbos. And therefore, it is a mitzvah that should be done, dressed properly. Another such reasons that are very, very relevant, The bias, the of HaMikdash, was destroyed on the And the halacha is that Tishchina is in exile. And therefore we say in the words of Kiddush Levana, Shasidim L'Hishadish K'mo In the future, it should be renewed like you. In the day that it was destroyed, we discuss the Kiddush of Yisrael and the Shkhinah, the renewing of the Shkhinah and the Yidden One question that always comes about why do we not do Kirish Divan on Shabbos or Yom Tov? And the Common-sensical answers, it might sound extremely spiritual. At that, there is a concept called Tchum shabbos. A person may not tra- travel, may not go out of on Shabbos. Walk out of the Tchum Shabbos, which is just two thousand elim, out of um, civilization. To jump I go out of civilization more than the tchum. Just like there's a tchum here on the world below, so too there's a tchum Lamaila. Mm. And therefore you don't accept Pnyashkina and Yamtivra and Shabbos on the outside of the Tchum. There is an opinion, v'kiyesev, that says that if the fifteenth day of the month is going to be on Shabbos, or and pesach, and it was not possible, we were not capable of doing kiddush until that day, then someone, then according to an opinion, they may do it as well. According to an opinion called Mesha, Heshav Mesha, on Erechayim, even until the 16th, you may also do it with a as well. Another thing, on Shabbos and Yantav, you be Makabal at Gnei Shabbos, Shabbos Malkasa. If we're doing this, we're greeting the Shabbos Queen, and if we're doing this greatness of honoring, accepting the holiness, sanctification of the holiday, how could you go out and take and, and greet the Levana instead? The halach is ain ma'arvin simcha simcha. We don't mix one simcha with the other. And since it's such a simcha, that's why an oval Rachmanat and the Shiva would not go out and do Kiddush If he has time to do after. If the time he stands up from Shiva, Rachmanulat it would be too late to do Kirishdavana then he could. Women are not mikdash levona. Women are not mikdash. Even though there are some mitzvah man mangrama that they do they do do. This is what they don't do. Women ultimately are the, part of the cause as to why we have the whole mitzvah. What happened?
1: small it.
0: Might have. When that the one under a roof.
1: Mm-hmm. Or
0: under anything else? Under a tree. We shouldn't be mahil any kind of tumma. In case anything of tome is there, a coin can, for example, not walk in a cemetery <coughs> under a tree. Because he and a Grave or under the tree at the same time. It's the a mile. In Kiddush Levana, we say, David melech yisrael For the Malchus of David is compared to the Levana. Just like the Levana, just like the moon is sometimes beautifully shining and sometimes darkened. Same as well is the children. When they are good they are lighting lit up and they are and they lit up and the khalsom as he said. We say Chaiva just like the Lavana, just like the moon, which is darkened And then comes back light again. So too the Jews are compared as we spoke before. And they will return ultimately to the Malchus Beis David. And it will be Chai V'Kayim. There are those that have accustomed to dance after Kiddush Lovana. <laughs> Outside 770 tonight there was music and dancing. It was beautiful. Why are we dancing after Kiddush Devana? In the future, it's a form of marriage. The marriage between the Jewish nation and our Father in Heaven. As we know in the future, Knesset Yisrael will attach itself once again to her husband, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So to the moon we'll be mischadish once again with the sun. There should be no separation between a person and the moon. A cloud, a thin cloud, you can still make a blessing as long as you can see the moon, the outline of the moon. If you started you, you you checked and saw the moon before the bracha and then after you finished the bracha you looked up again and saw the moon was covered you may continue during Kiddush Devon it's customary to say Shalom Aleichem and people answer Aleichem Shalom prior to that we say Tipol Aleichem Maso Vavachad Tipol is a curse they should fall But we say "must him uh, on them," and we turn to our friend next to us, and we say, "No, no, no! We're not, not talking about you. We're saying shalom aleichem, peace to you." But shalom aleichem is recited three times. What are the three times? The first kitru, the first decree, was the opposite of peace. What was the first disagreement that came about? Was the levana. The moon said, me and the sun cannot coexist. You cannot have two illuminaries in the world. And therefore we make a bracha, Shatismale Pegimas HaLevona that the fault of the Levana should be refilled. And speedily, light in the Levana itself should come about, just like the light of the sun. And yes, shalom. And there will be peace between them. And the other ultimate peace that we look for is the is the Zev and the Keves, the Nemr and the Gedi. And therefore we say, Shalom Aleichem again, one to another why three times though the Pasuk says this is according to what the, uh, the Yomim is plural it means two is plural Rabim is three So, multiple is three. As it says, They know that the peace should be between them. It should be a multiple of peace. And the multiple of peace is three times. And then and then at that point, so, Therefore we say by Kiddush three times Shalom Aleichem, that should be Einan There should be no no, nothing to trip us up. Similarly, we say that the first Kitrug was that it's impossible to have two kings, one crown. Therefore, we say, Shalom Aleichem, there should not be any Kitrug. And we repeat, and we respond with Aleichem Shalom. Kirishivana obviously can only be done by night, because that's when the, mo- the moon is seen clearly. After Kirishivana, we say Aleinu. Because Yeshua, the student of Mesha, Mesha's face shone like the sun, and Yeshua is like the moon. And Yeshua is the one that compiled the prayer of Aleinu Lishabeiach, and therefore we say the Aleinu after Kiddush Tavana. There is customary after Kiddush Tavana to shake out the corners of our sittes. Custom, because there are certain creepers that mix into the talis, and a certain kit, a certain kitrug that mixes in by the levana. Therefore, the acider of the arizal, he writes, she shule surely Shake the corners of the, the corners of the tzitzis, because this is connected malchus. However, we only look at the moon briefly before the bracha and the rest of the time we do not look back at the moon. Generally, a person should not stare at the moon. It's not good for the person's sanity. And we find this tzitzis gathers klipas also on Matzah Shabbos. It's a custom to fold the talis immediately, to shake it out because also the klipas that have gathered in the talis should be shaken. Should be shake you uh, shake them out so to be rid of them, so that we can conquer all the creepers. And so too, similarly, by Yishtach Yaqib Marlokim the fun of as each and every one of us embark in this Shabbos and become sheluchim Amokim, we become messengers of the Abishta, so we become Shluchim, So too, we should be zeiche to fulfill the ultimate shlichas. And the ultimate shlich is being to bring the world better, closer, and to a better place, and to a higher level, so that we all merit to the ultimate blessing, which is the blessing of Mashiach Tzidkenu. And as chsidim, we will be able to stand up and call out, Mikola Chasadim, Mikol and although we were katenti, we all know that humility is learned from this pasuk, a person must have an eighth of an eighth of humility. <clears throat> an eighth of an eighth, where does the eighth of an eighth come from? Because Pashva yishlach is the eighth Pasha, and the word katenti mikolach asadim is the eighth pasuk. Therefore, it becomes an eighth of an eighth is the proper amount that a person should have of humility. And we should not need to be humbled at all, but rather we should stand with our heads high and our heads proud. And we should merit this very Shabbos to be Zeicha, to greet Mashiach Tzidkeinu in Yerushalayim Iraqaylish Mehrevi Shabbat, Shalom to all.